in the blue corner, Saw and barely able to lift his finger to hit the record button. From Hong Kong, your host, Fabian Gruber. In the red corner, we have nobody. I suppose we can count ourselves lucky, because that would have been a very uneven fight. This is Life Sparring Round 5, Shadow Boxing. Let's go. Welcome to another shadow boxing round of the Life Sparring Podcast. Shadow boxing rounds are episodes where I go solo, so don't expect a guest, it's just me rambling for a bit. The last solo episode I recorded end of January. Since then the winter in Hong Kong has ended somewhat prematurely and we got temperatures like we used to have them in April, so mostly in the 20 degrees Celsius range. I'm sure plenty of folks are happy about the warmer weather, not me though. I personally was hoping for at least a few more colder days for multiple reasons. First, winter is my favorite season in Hong Kong. I sleep much better in colder weather, it creates a cozy atmosphere and it pushes me to get moving. And in all honesty, the hot and humid summer in Hong Kong lasts long enough and can sometimes be really hard to deal with. The other reason why I was hoping for a few more cold days is that I'm still signed up for a virtual 50km trail running race that I have to finish by March 19. In an ultra race like this, a few degrees make a massive difference. My sweat rate and my heart rate go up with every degree. I just did a 24km version of the 50km race end of January on a pretty warm day and the combination of elevation and sun was brutal. I achieved the goal I set for myself, but the entire four hours of the run, my average heart rate was uh, around 171 beats per minute. And for the last 80 minutes, um, I was almost entirely above uh, 175 BPM. And I didn't feel great, especially after the race. I'm not really keen in repeating this experience in a 10 or 11 hour race, even though I really still have a bone to pick with this uh, Translantau 50k. I did it uh, in 2019 and I basically was limping over the finishing line and even for me, embarrassing 13 hours. That's also why I signed up for the virtual edition of the race. I love trail running and pre-COVID I did a few races every year. I'm slow, I normally arrive somewhere in the middle of the field and on longer races uh, I normally lock a time about twice as long as the, the winners. But I just enjoy it. I'm not competing for rankings when racing. I just love the atmosphere and the added pressure and motivation from running with other participants. Virtual races don't do that much for me. I mean, they just don't have the same motivational aspect. Like just uh, seeing myself on a ranking is, yeah, that's the, the least favorite part of me racing. So I really hope that by fall of this year, physical races can return because that's beside traveling and visiting family and friends, that's probably the most the thing I miss the most during the COVID times. While the trail running season is slowly coming to an end, luckily the gyms in Hong Kong reopened. I am currently still in pain from the first two sessions after a three months COVID-induced gym break. While I try to keep fit with occasional workouts on my roof, there's just a massive difference in intensity between my home workouts and sessions with my coach. That's also why I invested into a personal trainer for regular lunch break workouts at work. It really has proven to be a life changer to me and if there's one luxury that I really, really indulge in, then it's working out with a professional who's pushing me and at the same time also making sure that my form stays correct. So I'm really, really happy that I'm back at it and uh, yeah, I'm very committed to continue my slow but steady body transformation. 
So how about you guys? Did your fitness improve during COVID or did you turn into a complete couch potato? I would be really curious to hear how you held up. Just drop me a message or maybe use the voicemail function on our website and I can include your sound bit in the next show. If this is not the first episode of the Life Sparring podcast that you are listening to, you should be aware that there's also a Life Sparring blog. Actually, that's even how the whole thing started. I'm not writing that much um, these days because my bandwidth and resources are shared between the podcast and the blog. And at the moment, I'm definitely spending more time podcasting. But I managed to at least write one article since the last shadowboxing round. In my personal Queen's Gambit, I'm looking back to my youth as a very uncool chess player. It's a very personal piece. I had a lot of fun writing it because I was really looking back into ancient times and yeah, I was trying to remember how I got into chess and how I eventually also fell out of love with chess and stopped playing for pretty much 20 years. And of course, I tied it a little bit to the current uh, Netflix-induced chess craze. So if you are curious about a little bit of personal history, just uh, feel free to head over to lifesparring.com with a hyphen and you can find the article in the blog section. By the way, because I never mentioned it in the podcast, there is actually a newsletter that I send out once per month. And if you sign up to this one, you will never miss any blog post or any new podcast because the monthly newsletter always includes links to everything that was published since the last edition. And I also always try to put some love into a little editorial. So feel free to just head over to the website lifespring.com with hyphen and I'm sure you will find the sign up for the newsletter. And with that being said, let's go straight into our regular segment, What's New and Poppin, where I am trying to summarize a little bit what I'm currently obsessing about. So what's new and popping these days? Surprisingly, a lot less than last month's. I blame lazy Chinese New Year's holidays and a bit of work stress. So I didn't get any new gadgets these days or came across any killer productivity app. In opposite, I actually cleaned out the apps on my phone and deleted quite a few. It's always cool to try out new apps, but to maximize productivity, it's sometimes much better to stick to something that works for you, even if there's a new tool doing the same thing or even slightly better or fancier. Evernote and Pocket are two apps for me that fall into this category. Both of them I have been using for more than five years. There's actually even an old blog post on lifesparring.com where I describe how I tied them up into a little information processing routine. There might be newer, prettier and better alternatives for both tools, but why change something that is not broken and would take me time to migrate away from? Pocket I use for bookmarking everything I come across in the web but don't have immediately time to deal with, like to read, to process or discard. Often someone sends me a link and says, check this article out. Or I do research to certain topics and want to collect the material first and then sort it out later. So what I do is I just save it to Pocket directly in the browser at a matching tag and get to it later when I have time. I use Pocket on my phone, my private and my work notebook And I use it every day, especially when I do research for an article or a podcast episode or, for example, a work problem. I can just quickly accumulate a collection around a specific topic 
and then later look at it at once. Evernote is a note-taking and archiving tool. I've used it in the past mainly to maintain a to-do list, um, to collect ideas and current projects, or to retain information from book summaries or transcripts of online courses. I was never a super heavy user. When starting the podcast, though, I really found it to be perfect to assist me with creating the show. For every show that I'm planning to host, I create an Evernote note to compile a lot of relevant info on the topic, often from articles I collected on Pocket before. I also summarize the bio of my guest, I write out some important question that I really want to ask, and uh, often parts of the introduction or maybe the, the outro. During the recordings of the show, I use a setup with two monitors. On the main monitor runs Squadcast, the remote recording app that I use to conduct the interview. There I can see my guests and uh, yeah, interact with them. On the second monitor, I have my Evernote prep notes open to assure that when nervousness kicks in, I have a bit of framework to hold on to. I mean, sometimes uh, I'm really starting to blank on certain things. This setup has really proven to be super useful so far, and it really intensified my fondness of the Evernote app. Another thing that is absolutely not new, but I have been becoming more and more obsessed about, is LinkedIn. I have used LinkedIn for at least 15 years, and for the longest time relatively passively. Some years back, uh, when I was still in the toy industry, I made it a habit to add everyone on LinkedIn who passed their business card to me. At that time, dealing with card collection and little plastic boxes got uh, more and more tedious and people changed their job so frequently that it was yeah, almost worthless to keep the cards. So LinkedIn became somewhat like a living directory. In the meantime, LinkedIn has become much more than that. It is for me the most relevant social media platform and with around 1,500 personal contacts and close to 400 followers on the life-sparing limited company page, it's also the platform where I do have the biggest organic reach and the audience on LinkedIn is generally much more responsive than, for example, on Facebook. I use LinkedIn for both, for my professional branding as well as for promoting the life-sparing podcast and blog. Often both goes quite well hand-in-hand. Last year, I even decided to invest in a premium membership. When I did my career shift uh, last year from the toy manufacturing industry into e-commerce, LinkedIn really was extremely helpful. Just by posting and replying to relevant posts, I was able to build a network of experts from, from the field rather quickly. And um, that definitely helped me to get up to speed in the new industry. And for the first time, I'm also leveraging LinkedIn for recruiting. Since joining my current company last April, I hired uh, 12 people to the team. All of them came via LinkedIn. Half applied uh, to one of our job postings on LinkedIn. And the other half I approached directly on the, the network after searching for candidates with an interesting profile. I must admit, I'm still somewhat shocked that this direct recruiting approach has been so successful. I never expected that I would get a return rate um, of more than 50% to my direct messages to potential candidates. Using LinkedIn for recruiting this way has definitely sped up the whole recruiting process and gave me much more control over it. And I must say that this is something I really enjoy and definitely made me appreciate LinkedIn even more. But even if you do not recruit people, I really think you need to have a look at uh, LinkedIn and invest a bit in your own professional profile. If you want to build a successful career in the 21st century, employability is the main keyword. 
you need to acquire a professional toolbox and build a professional profile that makes you interesting for many different problem sets and uh, multiple potential employers. Building a professional brand on LinkedIn should be one of your main focus areas and I really want to dedicate the podcast round to this topic. I just have to get hold of a real expert in the field. So I guess that concludes um, the what's new and popping or they had this time the what's not so new but still somehow popping segment for this month. This brings us to the next segment I introduced in the last show, Food for Thought, where I share what I'm currently reading and what I'm taking away from it. As usual, all my readings are tracked on the Goodreads app. Feel free to follow me there to see my activities and reviews. Since last month's shadowboxing episode, I finished The End is Always Near, Apocalyptic Moments from the Bronze Age Collapse to Nuclear Near Misses by Dan Carlin. If you're not familiar with Dan Carlin, he's one of the godfathers of podcasting. His show Hardcore History is about as epic as it can get. To give you an idea, just look at his current installment Supernova in the East on Japan and the Asia-Pacific War from 1937 to 45. He has currently published five of what will be six parts on the topic. Part one was published in July 2018. Part five came out in November of last year. Combined the five episodes run a whooping 21 hours and two minutes. Of course, all in flawless audiobook quality. Compared to this epic podcast series, The End is Always Near is with its 288 pages, almost more like one of um, Carlin's hardcore history addendum shows. Those are normally one-off episodes and they're much less epic than the big series. I heard then Carlin talking about the book uh, and explaining that it was not a typical history book because he's not a historian, but a journalist. So different from most history books, there's no thesis behind The End is Always Near that the author tries to prove. So there might be no thesis, but at least there's a theme to the book. And the title gives it away already. What Carlin's chosen historical exhibits show is that our societies are much more fragile than they appear to be and that human development not necessarily has to be one directional. The Bronze Age collapse or the time after the collapse of the Roman Empire showed that was fairly common through human history that with the downfall of a ruling empire, technological or social achievements got lost and forgotten and whole regions fell into dark ages for several hundred years. In the book, then Carlin in his typical hardcore approach to history, tied a few interesting stories together into a loose thread around the topic of societal collapse. He did so in a very entertaining fashion that makes you want to dig deeper. I definitely found myself pondering about the question if such a step backwards for our society would be possible. Not that I necessarily believe that our current society can be compared to the last days of the Roman Empire, but COVID definitely reminded us of our fragility. There is no guarantee that we could not fall into a dark age too. And how would that potentially look? If this is a question you have thought about too, or you read The End is Always Near and have some completely different thoughts or conclusions, or maybe you just have any other comment, just leave us a voice message on the dedicated website for this episode and we include you in the next show. This concludes Food for Thought for February. And I guess we also keep the show today short and sweet. I learned the hard way when recording the last Shadowboxing episode that these solo podcasts are actually much harder and slower to produce than the regular interview shows. In an interview, I normally riff quite organically with my guests, 
Of course, I prepare quite a bit for the show itself. But the interview, once it's on, it's 50 minutes of talking without any second takes. When I record a solo episode, I first have to map out what I want to say and then record it in multiple segments of several minutes. I'm not Dan Carlin. And even though I don't mind the occasional filler, or at least I have to take out the bigger fumbles. So every minute in the show was likely recorded at least three times. That's fairly exhausting. Luckily, I was so far able to secure really interesting guests for the show, so I don't have to do too many solo episodes. For the next round, you can expect a pretty cool interview guest again. Stay tuned. This was Live Sparring Round 5, Shadowboxing February 2021, with me, your host Fabian Gruber. Live Sparring is produced by Thomas Latter. Intro and outro beat are by Makisi Producer. More info about Live Sparring in this episode, including all links, gadgets, resources mentioned in the show, you can find at livesparring.com slash podcast. Live Sparring with a hyphen. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a like wherever you're getting your podcast from. I hope you join us again for the next round of Life Sparring. Until then, stay healthy, keep your hands up and protect yourself at all times.